Sports. It's Friday, October 15th, 2021. Coming up on the program today, have yourself a cummy dumpy Christmas. Plus, coming out of the closet as a fucking creep, teaching men how to lactate, and frying your pussy off with medical-grade lasers. All this was your voicemails today. Distorted View Daily proudly presents the time they tried to turn the Mentos jingle into a full-blown pop song. Crystal meth loosens up your butthole. Stuff my fucking asshole. That's it. Stuff the fucking shit box. Is Miss Vagina thinking about Mr. Penis? Well, now you'll have that fucking song in your head all weekend long. I apologize. I, I feel so bad for Sideshow members. This was like the second test of patience this week. 
Ever since Tuesday, they've been singing cheese, glorious cheese. And now this ridiculous Mento song. I'm relentless. Uh, I'm the devil. Tim Henson back here with you one more time as we end the week with the Friday show. I think subconsciously I'm mad at you guys. Like I'm pissed because I was really trying to find ways to annoy you today. Uh, before I settled on the Mento song, I was going to play a, a 10 minute medley of covers to the perfect strangers theme song. And I've got all sorts. I've got people playing it on ukulele, acoustic guitar, interesting takes on the song like this. Sometimes the looks perfect. There's nothing to rearrange. Sometimes you just get feeling like you need some kind of change. I was surprised how many people adore this song enough to record versions. Sometimes the world looks perfect. Nothing to rearrange. Oh, I want to punch this guy in the fucking face. Sometimes you just get a feeling like you need some kind of change. Everyone's got to put their little spin on it. No one can just sing the goddamn song. Sometimes the world looks perfect. Nothing to rearrange. This test of patience would have been around 20 minutes long. I have so many cover versions. No matter what the odds are this time, nothing's going to stand in my way. It's almost like a country version. I've noticed there were a lot of attempts at a like a punk version of this Perfect Strangers thing. Sometimes the world looks perfect. Oh. Nothing to rearrange. Sometimes you just get a feeling like you need some kind of change. See how annoying that would have been? If I chose to go that route with the test of patience, one guy loved his cover so much he included it in his album. Sometimes the world looks perfect and nothing can rearrange. And sometimes you just get a feeling. This is actually pretty good. It's, it's kind of close to the original, right? Like you need some kind of change. No matter what the odds are this time. Yeah. He's a good singer, though, right? So, okay, I'll, I'll give that one a pass. This is what I spend all day doing. Looking up Perfect Stranger covers for a bit that I didn't end up doing. That's why I'm playing them for you now. So, so it's not like a total waste for me. This is kind of uh, worse than if I would have just done the test of patience because you, now you got you to sit through that Mentos thing at the beginning of the show. And now you got to sit through this Perfect Strangers thing. And also, uh, my second test of patience idea was a compilation of He-Man theme songs from the 1980s. This would have probably clocked in at 20 minutes. He-Man y los amos del universo. Yo soy Yara, príncipe de Eternia y defensor de los secretos del castillo Grayskull. One thing I learned uh, researching this is, Jesus fucking Christ, the He-Man intro was re really long for a cartoon el Skringer, mi más querido amigo. Fabulosos y secretos poderes. that's the version that aired in Mexico here's a Greek version yeah, it's just them speaking in Greek 
it's not fun if just the voiceover is in Greek. I want the I want the full song in various languages, and I could only find Spanish. Yeah, that's pretty good, right? Yeah, so those were a couple of test of patience ideas that did not pan out. I will say this. There is one similarity between the Perfect Strangers theme and that Mentos song we played. And that is, despite what it is, the musical artist gave it their fucking all. I'm guessing the guy who recorded the Perfect Strangers song knew it was going to be used for a shitty family sitcom. The guy who sang Fresh Goes Better in Life, he knew that full-length song was actually based on a crappy candy. But listen to this guitarist. This is a man who takes pride in his work. He is not phoning it in. Yeah! singer is going for it as well he's gonna take these ridiculous lyrics and sing it as if it's a masterpiece like wow he did not have to put that much effort into it Those lyrics are largely nonsensical. Heavy clouds in the sky, tears are feel in your eyes. It's easy when you're full of life. I guess they're saying, you know, if, you know, bad things happen and you might want to cry, but you can uh, easily deal with it maybe when you're full of life by popping a Mentos. Basically what those ads were about. Well, listen, uh, now that I've wasted 10 minutes of your day, Might as well fuck up your mind a little more with male lactation. That was not a smooth transition. I don't even care. We went right from the Mentos song to guys squirting milk out of their titties. Like guys wanting to screw anime characters or dudes who are into vor, you know, being swallowed whole. I thought this male lactation fetish was just one of those fantasy things, like getting into something that you could never actually participate in. You could never be swallowed whole by a giant woman unless Caitlyn Jenner gets really hungry. She's a big girl. Apparently, though, there are ways for men to uh, produce milk or milk-like substances. I don't know if we're allowed to call it milk. It's kind of like, you know how dairy farmers are pissed off at uh, soy milk and oat milk because it's not real milk? That's what guys are producing. Nut milk of sorts. According to the subreddit Male Lactation, which is a community to explore induced male lactation, there is something that can help with the production of that sweet, sweet booby juice. User The Beat Is On Me wrote in, Hi, I was wondering if Walgreens or Walmart had any supplements. Yeah, it's in the male breast enhancement aisle at Walgreens. I was wondering if Walgreens or Walmart had any supplements or medications that can induce lactation. I wanted to just go physically, add it to my basket like it's nothing, and check out. Now, if that's not possible, I can just go online and order it. There was only one reply to this question, and uh, they said something called fenugreek. 
is what you would want. So obviously I looked up fenugreek or fenugreek or something. It's also called bird's foot or bokshornklee. <laughs> and apparently it's an herb that's similar to a clover. It's native to the Mediterranean region. The seeds are used in cooking and medicine and to hide the taste of other medicine. I looked up the side effects and they include diarrhea, stomach upset, bloating. The closest thing I could find to male lactation was a maple syrup odor in your urine, which honestly is kind of cool in itself. But for our purposes right now, talking about lactation, it's, it's not helpful. All right. So that was WebMD. WebMD did not mention male lactation. A Google search, though, brought up a lot of stuff. So, yeah, maybe that fenugreek helps. I don't know. Uh, some other information. If you're a man and you're lactating, you might have a tumor. You can attempt. Now, this is not recommended, of course, but you can induce lactation uh, via starvation. Yes. Just stop eating. Your body becomes malnourished. Your hormone producing glands begin to shut down. But then you start eating a lot. Right. And your body doesn't know what to do. So uh, the glands begin to overcompensate and jack up the body's hormone levels. Boom. You got that sweet, sweet booby juice flowing from your man tits. In addition to taking that fenugreek stuff or whatever, uh, what you're going to want to do is play with your nipples a lot. Intense stimulation of the area will release prolactin, the hormone that produces milk. Once enough of it is in your system, and then start squirting it out. So you're going to want to play with those pepperoni nipsiers. Back to my new favorite subreddit, Male Lactation. Uh, you know, guys are posting pictures of their progress. I'm looking at one guy's chest here, and there's a drop. There's literally, you know, a moist nipple there. He says it's just one drop. This is a long process, but apparently it is possible, and it's working for him. Congratulations, user Bates Too Much. Someone else posted about clear liquid coming out of their nipples. They want to know what can they do to push them over the edge and get milk. Well, you know, beggars can't be choosers. Just be glad something's coming out of your nipples. One user actually posted a video. Well, it was a link to a Pornhub video of him squeezing out his milk. And it does look like milk. Ah. You can sort of hear it collecting into a cup, dripping. This is a uh, like a 10-minute video, and at the end, I would say he's collected enough milk to fill up a shot glass. I also found another video. Maybe I'll post this on our at Extreme DV account. This guy can actually uh, squirt. He's got a stream of milk coming out of his nipples. So this is possible. You just really have to work at it. Ting. All right, let's move on. Do you guys remember that incel we featured not too long ago? His name is Jay Rockefeller. He was kicked out of a gym for being creepy towards women. Also, I think he was the guy that got kicked out of a 7-Eleven for causing a big scene involving a microwave or something. Anyway, he's back. He just got kicked out of a club, so he's sort of walking around outside hitting on the women that are leaving the club. What's your boyfriend look like? Why are you ignoring me? Hey, my name is Johnny, and I love to have sex with girls that look good. And if you guys look good to me, then it's good to me. Don't film us. Welcome to America. You're getting filmed in America. Oh, yeah, I should mention they're both Asian. Don't film us. Welcome to America. You're getting filmed in America. 
I like girls that talk from China, and I like them to speak American to me. I think he's got a shot at these two. Hey, Ching Chong Chelsea, come sit on my face. Is that a good pickup line? He's surprised it doesn't work out. Are you guys Thai? Are you guys uh, Vietnamese? No, I don't want to stop taking no for an answer. Speak English. Uh, we're definitely saying no. I don't... <laughs> they are speaking English. They speak better English than you. <laughs> no, I don't want to stop taking no for an answer. Speak English. Uh, we're definitely saying no. I don't give a fuck what you say. It's uh, my frame. It's not yours. Wow. And I speak English. And you guys are not speaking English to me. You speak an alien. Cryptic language. Hey, I like stop what it. you look like. Yeah. I want a girl that speaks English. I don't want to fuck her good. Uh-oh. We got a white knight here. My question is, is he ever nice to a girl? I mean, obviously, these two are shooting him down. Maybe that's why he's being a dick. If they were like, ooh, you're kind of cute. Yeah, I'll give you my phone number. Maybe then he would he would tone it down. Hey, what's your boyfriend look like? Fuck you. Suck my dick. <laughs> you guys want to fuck? No. Come to my van. I got a nice one. Yes, sir. You live in Vegas? No. <laughs> What's this Chinese shit you're speaking? Can you well, stop? We're not racist. We don't like racist. Yeah, I speak oh. English, but you guys are speaking some other shit. What are you talking about? Look at this girl. You got your lip These girls aren't even Asian. These are two different women. One's blonde. Maybe. Dude, chill. On ass. All right, you get the idea. That's Jay Rockefeller just being Jay. And that is uh, a virgin, I guess. One of these times, his method's going to work, and he's not going to know what to do. He's going to be like, oh, I saw, I saw, you hot Asian, come sit on my face. And she's going to be like, okay. And I'm guessing he might just malfunction. He'll just stop in his tracks and smoke will start coming out of his ears. Not programmed for a woman to respond well to that. All right, real quick, one more clip, and then we will get into the news. It looks as if this is a very commendable video. Here is someone coming out of the closet. And even in 2021, it takes some guts to do that. You know, there are a lot of very unaccepting people out there. Not everyone lives in a large city or, you know, has progressive parents. Some people live in small towns in the South or they have very religious families that would not understand uh, what these people are going through. So, yeah, you know, I, you got my respect for coming out of the closet. So, yes, I'm going to feature one of these people today. Hi, everyone. You all know me as Sappho, and I wanted to make a video about coming out. Coming out with anything can be very difficult. Sure. Especially if it's something that society currently views with disgust or... Well is society as a whole is kind of okay with homosexuality it's now a bit dangerous to but even come out with with the way that things are right now and it's a lot like when homosexuals were coming out in oh. the 1960s oh wait so she's using homosexuals as an example of coming out so she must be coming out as something else during stonewall and those sorts of events yeah and I know that 99% of my viewers, my community, you don't have anything wrong with homosexuals or gay people. I don't like the way this person says homosexual. Homo you don't have a problem with homosexuals. You support them. You support LGBT. Nothing against them. Thanks. But I guarantee 
that many of you, even if you can't imagine it now, if you were growing up in the 1960s and were being fed all of the news and social propaganda yeah, yeah. about how gay people should stay in the closet. Okay, so you're not gay. Stop mentioning gays. What the hell are you? I should mention in the video, we don't actually see Sapphos here. Uh, we see a, a cartoon version of her. She's, she's like a dragon, I guess. Maybe she's coming out as a furry. And frankly, this sort of thing would have leaked out eventually, especially with how cancel culture is these days and other furry drama. Okay, she's already known as a furry, so that she's not coming out as a furry yeah. or a gay person. So far, the only thing she's come out against is cancel culture. Come on, bitch! Get to it! It's got to be pretty bad, though. If she, if like, if the start of the video is calling out cancel culture, this has got to be something you can be canceled for. Got to be kid fucking, right? And instead of letting this sort of thing build, just be open and honest about myself well, and get my beliefs. God. And I want to clear the air and say that for the record, here it comes. I am a. Zoophile. Ta-da! We feature so many animal fuckers, this was almost anticlimactic. Yes, if you're new to the program, uh, or you're just innocently cute, uh, <laughs> a zoophile is someone who is sexually attracted to real animals. I want my dog to perform a little anal sex on my tail, and I need it right now. I need it right now. I need it right now. I need it right now, like my dirty hole, you beautiful doggy. I want it so bad. I want you to fuck me really, really hard so I could feel your great pussy cop. Yes, that's a song from a very uh, specific, rare genre, zoophile trance music. You did not mishear that. I am a zoophile. I do not have a thing for humans. I am more attracted to dogs. Come on, sing along! I'm sure she knows the lyrics. Oh. <laughs> I don't know if we've ever played that part on the show before where Jonathan Nyhouse does his sex noises. Anyways, uh, let's continue on. Like German Shepherds. Yeah, we know what dogs are. You don't have to start listing types. If you are willing to stay and listen to my view. And are you kidding me? Of course. I'm glued to my monitor here. Explanation. That is the point of this video. Explanation. It is to show that there are ethical guidelines. <laughs> it's not so black and white like many furries think that it is. It's a spectrum, like autism. The way that I think, and the way that others think, and why. Zoophilia is often very misunderstood, especially because of certain... Very terrible people. Jonathan Nyhouse and your husky anal sex. 
She's talking to you. And what you may have seen in the news. Oh, Mr. Hands. Okay. That's what she's referring to. Guys, we have nothing to worry about, though, because she is an ethical zoophile. People who force animals into situations they don't want, physically and through other means, are completely deplorable and seen as rapists. Sappho's always gets consent from her animals. I don't know how you would prove consent. Dogs can be coerced into doing just about anything just by dangling a piece of cheese in front of their face. I don't know how ethical that is. Playing with an animal that is not sexually mature is like the equivalent of pedophilia. Now that is an interesting take. I'm not some sort of sicko here licking puppy twat. Again, she's trying to illustrate how she's ethical and uh, you know when it when it comes to zoophilia but it's not so much the age of the dog that's the problem here you know if you're fucking like a two-year-old dog is that problematic or is it problematic because it's a dog it's treated as such i do not support those people and they do not deserve the same title they're fetishists and bestialists i do not want them to be the face of the community and they should not be the face of the community. Why, why do you get to call the shots? It's like literal Nazis considering themselves furries in the fandom. You don't want them. We don't want them. I'm sorry. If there is a Nazi dressed up in a furry outfit because that's what he enjoys. He's a furry. As much as you hate the fact that he's a Nazi, he's still a furry. Just like you're still fucking animals. I don't know if you guys noticed the uh, the new age music playing in the background. Oh, it's so soothing. Like you're getting a massage. I feel like she's using that to manipulate us, lull us into complacency. Oh, this animal fucker doesn't seem so bad. I think she's trying to hypnotize us. There's nothing wrong with taking a horse dick. It's perfectly natural. Let your inhibitions go. The next time you see a Great Dane, you will wonder, will his dick fit all the way inside my asshole? You'll be consumed with thoughts of hardcore doggy fucking. You want nothing more than to feel his powerful canine hips thrusting into you. Every time you look at a dog, you will say to yourself, he wants it. He wants it bad. From the largest German Shepherd to the smallest teacup poodle, you want to blow them all. Your appetite for dog cock will be insatiable. When I say the magic wake-up word three times, your eyes will open and you will become a zoophile. Hot dog! Hot dog! Hot dog! Hey, some sort of doggy fucking spell she put on all of us. God have mercy on our souls. All right, and with that, let's get into the crazy, bizarre twist and a fucked up news right now. All right, we are posting the show a little bit late today. Well, a lot of late. Uh, sorry about that. 
It's Friday, though, so you have all weekend to listen to this episode. Uh, if you are not yet a member of the Distorted View Sideshow, what are you waiting for? Help support the stupidity. Uh, every week I produce new exclusive programs just for paying members, typically on Tuesday and Thursday. This week was no different. Plus, when you sign up, you gain access to the entire archive of programs. I've been at this since December 2004. There's like 4,000 shows for you to listen to in the archive. So it's a great deal at only $6.99 a month. It's actually even less when you opt for a quarterly, semi-annual, yearly, or lifetime membership. All major credit cards and PayPal accepted. If you like the show, consider supporting it because this is how I make my living. And when you sign up, you uh, help ensure that this continues on for a long, long time. Go to superfreaksideshow.com right now and help support the show. There are other ways to help me out. We've got a Patreon account, patreon.com slash distortedview, where you can pledge as little as a dollar. If you pledge $5, you get access to our special voicemail line where I will play your calls first. So there's perks like that over there. Check it out, patreon.com slash distortedview. Okay, three very quick stories now for stuff. The tale of a prolific sperm donor. Can you come too much? The Australian government says yes, and now they're investigating this man. What's going on? Well, a sperm donor is currently being investigated for creating too many children. 23 babies in one year. Alan Fan has apparently been donating his sperm to registered fertility clinics in addition to offering it to would-be parents privately. I like that he gives options for his service. Like You can either go to the sperm bank, go that route, or I could just impregnate you myself. This guy really cares about customer service. He's going to work around your schedule and your needs. Just producing the sperm is reward enough for him. Alan Fan has two children of his own. The 40-year-old from Brisbane is being investigated by the Victorian Assisted Reproductive Authority, or VARTA which manages the state's donor registers. Several clinics told the authority that Mr. Fan had been donating sperm outside their registers and might have helped create more children for others than is permitted. Apparently, there's a hard cap on how many kids you can have or produce. Under Victorian law, men are only allowed to have 10 children, including their own. Alan has two kids of his own, but he explained that he couldn't turn down a woman's wish to have her own baby. Kind of sounds like an obsession for this guy, though, because uh, he donated uh, sperm to three women in one day. A little excessive. Yeah, Mr. Fan said it was very hard for him to turn down women, knowing how desperate they were to have babies. Quote, when I first started, I was only going to donate nine times. I reached my ninth and I thought that was it. Then I received a message from a lady around Christmas. I mean, come on. It's Christmas. Be charitable. You gotta have a heart around Christmas time. This goes out to all the expecting mothers out there who could not find a loving partner to impregnate them, so they turn to a stranger. Have yourself a cummy, dumpy Christmas. I'll shoot my wad in deep. Or, if you want, I'll take a turkey baster, squirt it, in and not let any of my semen seep. Whatever you want, ladies, your choice. Here we are. We're gonna procreate. Either by fucking or by masturbate. Again, your choice. Spread those legs and let me do my job. 
with my hard kebab. Ah, I'm nodding. Have yourself a creamy semen Christmas. What happened? Well, I guess the lyrics could use some work. All right. uh, Then I received a message from a lady around Christmas saying the donation was successful. And that became my 10th. I thought, well, I've already gone over my limit. I'll just help a few more. And it kind of blew out in every sense of the word. Some of the original recipients weren't too happy about it. Mr. Fan described his donating as a hobby, like bicycling or chess. He said it was like a full-time job as well. He had to abstain from sexual activity. He also had to work out at the gym daily and take a plethora of vitamins to ensure healthy sperm and enough of it to go around, you know? He claimed he was the first Vietnamese man donating sperm in Australia. Well, someone called the Guinness Book of World Records. What an accomplishment. His semen was in high demand because of his ethnicity as well as his success rate. He has very potent seed. Quote, I was pretty surprised at the amount of interest I received. Mr. Fan donated to women informally through the online group Sperm Donation Australia. Barta Chief Executive Officer Louise Johnson, that cunt, said the investigation was in its early stages and the authority needed to ensure no more children were being born using Mr. Fan's sperm. The embryos in storage cannot be used, Ms. Johnson said. Once a treating clinic knows that more than 10 families have been formed through one donor's donations, they cannot keep using that donor's sperm. In addition to this, when a donor reaches the 10-family limit, the clinic cannot use embryos already created using his sperm for a recipient who has not already had a child, using that donor's sperm. Ms. Johnson said it was incredibly sad and naive of Mr. Fan to continue to donate to so many people and stressed it was important for donors to be honest when they donated at a clinic. I had no idea these rules were uh, in place over there in Australia. Come on, make an exception for this guy. How many fucking Vietnamese people are in Australia, you know? know, This will add a little color into the mix of the general population. I like that. It keeps things spicy over there. Second story we have for you today. You know that that acronym ACAB, all cops are bastards? Well, it might just be true. Even when the bastard is a bitch. A butch bitch. A New York City police officer has been charged with murder and attempted murder for allegedly shooting two women and killing one of them at a home in Brooklyn. The officer, identified by police as Yvonne Wu, 31, he was off duty at the time, but is believed to have shot both women, one of whom she was dating. Talk about spicy. Lesbian cop. And Wu sounds like an Asian name to me. Lesbian Asian cop. Even she is a bastard. Yeah, she's believed to have uh, shot both women, one of whom she was dating, when they returned to the home where the officer's girlfriend lived. Police said the off-duty officer shot a 24-year-old woman in her chest, bullseye, possibly more than one time at the Bensonhurst home. The victim, identified as Jamie Lang, ooh, also Asian-sounding, she was taken to the hospital and was pronounced dead. The other woman, a 23-year-old, who was in the romantic relationship with the officer, was shot in the torso and is expected to survive. So hopefully... She'll get better, and they'll be able to patch this all up. Lesbians are very passionate. 
Wu is a police officer. Probably not for much longer, but okay, right now, as of now, she's a police officer in the 72nd District, which encompasses the Park Slope and Sunset Park areas of Brooklyn. Sounds beautiful. She had worked for the NYPD for five and a half years. Police said she was at a local hospital for evaluation. We believe it's a, a domestic in nature. We believe all three parties knew each other. That's according to Assistant Chief Michael Kemper. We believe they had an intimate relationship. Wu remained at the scene and told police she had shot two women. Police said they were still investigating, but recovered a gun on the scene. And there's a very good chance it is her service weapon. The whole incident is horrible, but these cops perform great. Well, not all the cops perform great. The one who's off duty, shooting lesbians left and right. That is an example of a not great performing cop. The whole incident is horrible, but these cops perform great, just heroically. And this is what NYPD cops come upon every single day. Homicidal dykes. I had no idea. Kemper said, is this an incident they would want to come upon? No. Unfortunately, throughout their careers, they come upon this. Yes, a very sad lesbianic domestic. 90% of what cops are dealing with on a daily basis. Final story we have for you today. Have you shot lasers at your pussy yet, ladies? If so, all that pain and discomfort probably did nothing. Why would you shoot lasers at your pussy? To give your cunt superpowers, obviously. Have you never read a comic book? Well, a new trial shows that vaginal laser therapy may not work at all. It's called a fractional carbon dioxide laser. And apparently it hurts like a bitch. You shoot anything at your pussy lips, it's gonna hurt. These lasers are a commercial form of treatment for various skin conditions, such as acne, deep wrinkles, and scarring. Oh, you poor ladies with wrinkled pussy lips. I mean, that's normal, right? You don't have to get all the creases out. You don't have to iron your cunt, whatever. While the lasers are commonly associated with facial skin, they're also promoted as an effective way to treat painful vaginal symptoms that can happen after menopause. According to its advertisers, the CO2 laser removes the outer layer of damaged skin. It's like, you know, a, a pussy lip rejuvenation and encourages the growth of new healthy skin, uh, which are said to reduce or even get completely rid of the negative vaginal symptoms. A new UNSW Sydney-led trial, uh, the results of which are published today in the Journal of the American Medical Association, compared the results of the laser to results from a placebo treatment. And surprisingly, it found there was no difference between the two. The treatment of lasers for postmenopausal vaginal symptoms just wasn't effective, said gynecologist Jason Abbott. About half of the women experiences changes to their vagina after menopause, caused by a drop in estrogen. These changes can also happen to women who have been treated for breast cancer. Some of the more common symptoms, including pain during sex, vaginal dryness, itchiness or irritation, and urinary tract symptoms. These symptoms aren't life-threatening, but they can be uncomfortable. Researchers zapped the shit out of a bunch of women's snatches just to see what would happen. And what did those sizzling bacon strips reveal? The lasers did nothing. They recruited 78 women with postmenopausal vaginal symptoms to test the laser's effectiveness. The women were randomly split into two groups. Half were given the laser treatment, while the other was given a placebo treatment. The study was double blind, meaning that not only did the participants not know which group they were in, but neither did the researchers and the clinicians. 
Double-blind studies are considered the most scientifically robust. After 12 months, the research team compared outcomes. There wasn't any difference between the two groups. This is, uh, you know, a good news, bad news situation. You know, it'd be nice if there was treatment for whatever the hell is going on downstairs. But it's nice to know that you'll never have to, you know, laser your vagina. If you do have vaginal dryness or itchiness, don't rub your cunt raw. You can use some topical lubricants or moisturizers. One of the pussy death ray researchers, Dr. Lee says, the most important thing is to have a chat with your doctor to explore all the options and consider what is the best treatment for you. Obviously, it's not going to be vaginal lasers. Maybe deep freezing your pussy lips is an option. It's called labial cryo treatment, and the biggest celebrities are trying it. Kim Kardashian, Billie Eilish, Tom Cruise. They all swear by labial cryo treatment. All right, there you go. That, my friends, is your distorted news for Friday. Let's do a couple voicemails and get the hell out of here. All right, I love to hear from you freaks, and there are many ways to contact the show. Show at distortedview.com. I'm all over social media at distortedview on Twitter and Instagram, facebook.com slash distortedviewshow. Check out uh, the Discord where all the freaks are hanging out. Uh, That's a fun way to uh, meet other like-minded idiots, I guess. All right, let's check in with some listeners here. Hey, Tim. Critical Madness. Uh, listen to the Thursday show, and you were talking about the meteorite that came through the roof and hit the lady's bed. Yes, there was a meteorite crashed through a woman's house, landed right next to her in uh, bed, and, and she was fine, actually. Didn't hit her. It's about worth a couple hundred bucks. Uh, actually, no. It was a hell of a lot more than that. Oh. Um, okay. It was about a fist-sized rock, which, depending on the type of meteorite, would make it... Um, it could have some pretty good value if it, if it happens to be, you got basically, there's several different classifications of meteorite, but generally speaking, you got Are your, you some sort of meteorite appraiser or something? Like, how do you know? Stones, which are more rock, uh-huh. and you got your irons, and the irons are pretty rare. If it was a fist-sized piece of iron and you just found it... Some, Space iron! Where it would be worth somewhere between, you know, ballpark 500000 maybe $1,500 um, on the high end. Um if it's a stony, it'd be worth a little less than that, unless it's one of the rare ones. It depends on the composition. Okay. However, oh. Oh. because it hit the house, that makes it a special class of meteor called an impact type. And impact types are worth a shitload of money. Um, not only that, where the hole, the hole where it went through the roof, she can cut that hole out and sell that chunk of the roof, and it will have significant value. And where it went through the ceiling. That chunk, that if it's a if it's a hole that looks like a meteor, it'd be worth a hell of a lot of money. Huh. Um, so yeah, that, that's quite the windfall for this bitch. She um, she just paid off any uh, <laughs> student loans or anything like that she may have. Uh, that, that meteor could be worth tens of thousands of dollars. So. Hey, that's nice. I mean, it almost killed her. She might as well get something out of it. It's nice. Hi there, Timmy Boo. It's Unicorn Hamster checking in. Hello, uh, I friend. had to call because you were talking about the nut. Well, you had a caller at the voicemail yesterday. Great show, by the way. And the caller was talking about the 90s. And then you brought up fucking Roy Rogers. Holy shit. Like, Yes, uh, Roy Rogers is an old chain of uh, restaurants, an old-timey restaurant chain, uh, like fast food, right? They still exist, kind of. There's a few of them um, in the Northeast, like New York, New Jersey, that area. 
The reason why I brought it up is because uh, some idiot here in Cincinnati uh, is going to franchise them, be a fran- franchisee, and they're going to build like 10 Roy Roger restaurants in Cincinnati. Uh, and I was kind of excited about that because, you know, I don't know why I'm excited about that. I shouldn't be. And back in the 90s, I worked at a Roy Rogers for like three months. I think it was oh, yeah? like 1997. And it's fucking closed now up here in New England. But like it was like off of Route 84 and people from the highway and sometimes buses. And one time there was a, I think there was a, I shit you not, there was a fucking, uh, uh, what do you call them, retard um intellectually disabled bus uh and then bus- you sound intellectually disabled when you say it you said intellectually intellectually disabled a bunch of them co- how dare you mock uh the the uh retards i don't know I, i'm trying to think of another word to call I mean, maybe it was the special olympics i don't know but one of them was asking well i was in the checkout like taking orders and like uh never done it um but there was this you know we're Tarted gentleman, and he was talking about how he wanted chicken nuggets. I had to fucking. It was so funny the way he was ordering his meal. Like, yeah, I like the chicken nuggets. So like, it was just I had to be professional and cool. So yeah. I did that job for like three months, and I quit. That was it. I think I worked at a Burger King for like a week. Mm. I was trying to hook up my friend that liked. So, but it was just. A joke. I, I didn't. My fast food days is long and done and over with. That was my teenage days. And if you wonder if I'm gay, well, I was, you know, posted a picture of myself with brown panties. And- oh yeah, <laughs> you. <laughs> that that was you. Uh, did we talk about that on the Wednesday show or the Thursday program? I can't remember. But Unicorn Hamster, talk about uh, why you should check out the Discord. Unicorn Hamster posted a photo of himself in bra and panties. Apparently, that's something he's into. He's not gay, he said. It just makes him feel nice. Gay, well, I was, you know, posted a picture of myself with bra and panties. And, right. But I had to um, also, um, like, be happy for Level Lady Cat Lady. She does some good, amazing artwork. And yes, she, she did does. a Pepper Ann uh, tri- like a grown-up Pepper Ann, a cartoon that you know from the early 2000s. On. She's pretty good. Just uh, keep it. Don't get too weird. And I thought it was funny uh, how some people call <laughs> in the fucking stories. I like it. All right. right. Well, thank you for the week of showing. Well, thank you, Unicorn Hamster. If you want to check out Unicorn Hamster and Brawn Panties, you know what to do. You know what to do. Hello, Insanovich. Vladimir Putin here. Good day, good day. Uh, I wanted to respond to the last show. I heard the the guy that was like uh, saying that a girl had lied to him about her age. Yeah, that clip was insane. The guy said, I could have turned out like R. Kelly. Uh, I I used to hook up with girls on Craigslist, and uh, one of them tricked me. She said she was uh, over 18, but really she was only 15 or whatever, or 17. Uh, and then, but he th- then kept fucking her, even after she told him, uh, you know. And then, um, you know, he had sex, sex with her, and he was, like, talking about with sympathy for R. Kelly. Here's, here's my supposition. I, I think the whole story is not true. I think this man... Is actually, he would rather be getting laid and it be in this horrible 
situation story than it be than the truth of his um you know his lack of of sexual interaction. So I I pick up something strange there. A couple weeks ago, I'm a little bit behind. Pardon. Someone thought they had heard me in an old um, voicemail call. Uh, that show it was not me, uh, oh, not right. that instance. But I do remember calling. I believe in 2012 I called as Tone Deaf Sean's brother Ed, and created a bit of a stir when um, I got the community thinking that that Tone Deaf Sean had died. Oh, and yeah. over the weekend, people called his work and his wife, and were like calling his wife and asking, uh, are, is, is, is this man dead? And she's like, whoa, 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 I hope not. He's at work or something, you know, and uh, created a bit of a stir. So that happened sometime dick. in fall 2012, I believe. I did used to make, uh, I did make a call with that bad French accent that Tony Prolaps pointed out. That was, oh. that was me. That was an old Now one. you stick to the bad Russian accent. And uh, I used to call. Good move. Uh, under a couple other aliases using just a normal voice, but... All right. Uh, no one cares. I know. All right, Tim. Later. Thank you, Vlad, and thank you to everyone calling into the voicemail line. Keep them coming. That's all the time we have on this edition of the show. Want you guys to email me. Show at distortedview.com. Distortedview.com is our official website. Voicemail line for you at 206 666 4463. That's 206 Oh, God. I do not have a thing for humans. I am more attracted to dogs. Spread the distortion. STD, tell all your friends about the show. Don't forget to rate us and review us wherever you can criticize podcasts. Guys, thank you so much for a great week of programs. I will see you back on Monday to do it all over again. Until then, It's Friday, baby. Fuck. Yeah, it's the weekend, baby. Fuck. Yeah, Friday, baby. Fuck. Fuck. The weekend, baby. Fuck. This has been another excellent podcast from the Scrod Media Group. Learn more at scrod.net.